Welcome back to the Goodbye July podcast. I have a little personal story to kick things off today. At the time of recording this, it has been exactly one year since my husband Corey and I moved to El Salvador. It's been such an incredible experience full of both fun and hardship. And thinking back on what made this move possible for us was the purchase of our home here, which is what we're going to be talking about today. If buying a home is on your to-do list, I think you are absolutely headed in the right direction. There is nothing quite like having your own space in which to create a home. The memories you make, the experiences you have, and the magic that's created, there's really no other feeling that can replace it. Now, having bought three homes, I'd say the hardest part, especially for your first home purchase, is coming up with the lump sum you have to pay up front for your down payment. Lucky for you, that's what we're talking about today, specifically three secrets to supercharge saving for a house. Let's jump in. Hey, my name is Jessica Tolar, and I'm obsessed with all things passive income, productivity, entrepreneurship, and building a life where you make the rules. I'm a normal girl who took a free money class, asked a corporate executive how she retired early, and used that knowledge to build a seven-figure net worth, quit my nine-to-five, and now run an online business from countries around the world. I teach you the simple but effective secrets to building a life you adore. Think I'm special? No way. If I did it, so can you. Money, mindset, life hacks, hardship, growth, and planning are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as a weekly coffee date with a close girlfriend where you talk about the finance and business knowledge it'll take to make your dreams a reality. So take a seat, get comfortable, and prepare to be challenged and cheered on while you learn. This is the Goodbye July Podcast. Before we jump in, I have something you're going to want to hear about. Did you know there is one tool that I typically credit as being the backbone of my own financial success? It's something I like to think of as my one-page treasure map to help lead me from where I'm at to where I'd like to go. It's a financial dashboard, more commonly known as a budget. Some people groan when they hear the word budget, and if that's you, you are thinking about it wrong. Think about it this way. Your budget is your North Star, guiding you through any financial decision you need to make. I consult mine regularly, still, and it's something I cannot live without. I invite you to take this opportunity to adjust your mindset to be excited about creating and using a budget, and to download my free budget template at jessicatolar.com slash what's my budget. And this is the exact template I've used for years, and you can grab yours for free at jessicatolar.com slash what's my budget. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. Before we dive in, it's important to remember that putting down a larger down payment can help lower your monthly payment once you move into your home, and it can also help reduce the time you'll be paying your loan saving you tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars over the lifetime of the loan. So all that's to say, it is well worth your time to take saving for your down payment seriously and to figure out how to beef up those savings as much as possible. So let's talk about three ways to do that. The very first secret that will supercharge your savings for a house is simple but powerful, and that is to get organized. Why? 
because doing so will help you easily see how much you can afford to save each month and what kind of home you can afford, which will then give you an indication of how much of a down payment you need to save up. In other words, your goal. The way that I get organized and I've seen many clients successfully use is to build out a financial dashboard, more commonly known as a budget. This is your single source of truth when it comes to your finances. Here's what you'll want to do to get organized by building a budget. First, list out your recurring monthly expenses. Everything you're paying every single month, like your rent, electric bill, water bill, Netflix, you get the idea. Next, assign values to all of them. Now, your fixed expenses, which remain the same every month, like your rent or your Netflix, those will be pretty easy. But your variable expenses, which change monthly, like your electric bill or your water bill, that'll be a little bit more work. I suggest, wherever possible, logging into your portals so you can see historical usage and take an average. For example, you can log into your electric provider's website and look at your usage for the last year. You'll quickly be able to see the average or calculate the average by adding up the values from all of the months and then dividing the total by the number of months. A lot of people will skip this part, but I really encourage you not to be one of them. Remember, you want your data to be as accurate as possible so you can get an accurate estimate of how much you can afford to save and how much of a down payment you'll need. Last, you'll need to include an estimate for any other things you must pay each month, like car fuel and groceries. You can look back at your credit card statements to get an estimate of what you spent each month on those. Once you have your list of all the expenses you have to pay every month, Add all of them together to get a grand total. Once you have that, subtract that grand total of expenses from the amount of money that is deposited into your account each month. So for example, let's use some easy math. Let's say you have $10,000 deposited into your account every month and after adding up all of your expenses, your grand total for monthly expenses is $8,000 you would subtract $8,000 from $10,000 and you would see that you have $2,000 left over. That is how much you can afford to save each month. You can also use this information to determine what kind of house you can afford and what type of down payment you'll need to be saving for, which we'll talk about at the end of the episode. But for now, what's important is the maximum amount of money you can afford to save each month. Number two, the second secret to supercharge your savings for a house is to strategically store your money. Here's what I mean by that. Saving money is great, but strategic saving is better. And all that means is choosing to store your savings in places that can give you more money back than other places. You've got some options here, and your choice will ultimately depend on your risk tolerance and your timeline to buy a home. But here's the first thing to know. Keeping your savings in a traditional bank savings account is almost certainly a bad choice. Here's why. Many big-name banks are only offering 0.01% return on your money. 
as in a fraction of a percent. And let me explain what that means. As an incentive to hold your money with them, institutions may offer you a percentage of the amount you hold in their accounts. So the more money you hold with them, the more money they'll give you back each year. The reason for this is larger than the scope of this episode, but in short, they use your money to invest and make money for themselves. And that is how they can afford to quote unquote pay you to keep money with them. In any case, there are other places you can keep your money that offer much higher returns. 400 times higher, in fact. If you decide to move your savings from your traditional bank account at a big-name bank that's offering only 0.01% return into a high-yield savings account instead that offers 4% return, you will make 400 times more money guaranteed. That alone is a huge improvement, right? And that's just going from 0.01% to 4%. But what if I told you there was somewhere else that performed on average at 10%? That would be 1,000 times more than the 0.01%. Do you know what place I'm talking about? Maybe you guessed it. It's the stock market. But here's where risk tolerance and timeline come into play. With a high-yield savings account, also known as a HISA, you are guaranteed the 4% or whatever the rate is that they're offering you. With the stock market, while it's true that the historical average performance is 10%, it is not guaranteed. You are at the mercy of the market prices. So if you prefer smaller growth at a guaranteed rate, maybe a HISA is the best move for you. But if your timeline on buying a home is flexible and you're comfortable and willing to ride the wave of market price increases and decreases to potentially take advantage of a higher return, maybe you should try the stock market. Or you can do what I did and do both. That way you're getting some guaranteed growth at a smaller rate and also keeping yourself open to the opportunity of taking advantage of larger growth. But the idea in the end is this. When it comes to supercharging your savings, you need to shift your mindset to constantly be thinking of where can I store this money so that it will grow faster than if I stored it somewhere else. So now you know the maximum amount you can currently afford to save each month, and you know that there are certain places you can strategically store those savings where you could potentially make more money than others. The last step would be to actually start saving. That brings us to number three. The third secret to supercharge your savings for a house is not just to start saving, but to automate your savings. Let's be honest, we are all busy. There are never enough hours in the day to do all the things we want and need to do, and automation can be a powerful tool to make sure things get done, especially something as critical as saving. In my experience in my own life and in watching clients, those who automate their savings hit their goals way faster than those who do not. So let me encourage you right now, when you are done with this episode, to take action, or if you're not in a position right this second to take action, block time on your calendar to do so. Because there are three things you need to do to fast track saving for a house. Number one, 
Get organized so you can see the absolute maximum you can afford to save each month. Number two, decide where you're going to keep those savings. And number three, set up a monthly auto draft for your maximum amount into your chosen location. Here's the big picture. You cannot save quickly unless you know how much maximum you can afford to save each month. You cannot save quickly if you keep your money in a bank account that, as defined in its terms, is literally guaranteed to make you less money than if you kept your money in another account with a higher return rate. And you cannot save quickly if you forget to do the actual part where you move your money into your designated savings location. Now, I realize that each of these three secrets comes with a bit of work, but the beautiful thing is once you do it, it's done. Once you do that third step of automating your savings, you are good to go until you hit your goal and it is time to start house hunting. In the meantime, I have three resources to help you. First, I have a free fill-in-the-blank budget template that will make creating your financial dashboard a breeze. It's the same tool I've used for a decade, and I have no doubt you'll find it insanely helpful. You can grab it at jessicatolar.com slash what's my budget. Second, if you're curious about exploring the stock market as a way to grow your money faster, but it seems overwhelming, don't worry. You do not need to know how to pick stocks to invest in the stock market. All you need to know is what a fiduciary is and how to pick one. They can even help you set specific investment goals like buying a house that are tailored to your unique timeline and risk tolerance. You can learn about fiduciaries in my Goodbye July podcast episode number 28 called You Don't Need to Know How to Pick Stocks to Invest, But You Do Need to Know These Three Things. And third, once you get everything set up and automated, you'll need to know when you hit your down payment goal so you can actually do the dang thing and buy your house. Which raises the question, how do you know what kind of house you can afford and what the down payment will be? Don't worry, I've got you covered. I have a nine-point home buying checklist that walks you through your home affordability calculations and eight other things to do in advance of buying a house. You can find this checklist and all the other resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes at jessicatoller.com slash 031. Buying a home, especially for the first time, can be one of the most exciting times of your life. I am thrilled for you and honored to be a part of your journey. I hope you feel empowered and inspired to take action. It's in your hands now. You've got the three secrets to supercharge saving for a house. All that's left to do is to take the steps and watch your life transform. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Goodbye July podcast. And until next time, work less, live more, and keep on chasing your wildest dreams. Congratulations on finishing another episode of the Goodbye July podcast. If you want more, head over to jessicatoller.com slash podcast for show notes and any resources mentioned in today's episode. Don't forget to rate the show, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you would, share it with a friend. I believe in a world where we're all financially free, so let's help each other get there. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Goodbye July podcast.